everybody and welcome to another episode of the lawn feed podcast i am chris from opitz mo time and as always uh, i guess not as always i'm only with one other person today uh being andrew from the dad bod lawn how you doing man good you got the better of the two you caught a break tonight that's true vince is uh being the better husband and father tonight and uh, he is hanging out with his family uh, but so you get to hang out with us today. So thank you uh, for tuning in to another great episode uh, of our show on the Lawn Feed Podcast, where we're going to talk about uh, kind of winding it down. We're going to talk about, uh, <laughs> as you mentioned, tucking it in and getting ready for winter and winterizing uh, our lawns and our houses for that matter and what that means for us DIY people. Uh, but first, check out all we have to offer on our website at thelawnfeed.com. That is inclusive of podcast info additional episodes learn more about us as your hosts fresh merch and much much more uh, on behalf of all of the lawn feed we want to thank our friends at twin city seed for powering this episode of the lawn feed podcast celebrating their 30th anniversary twin city seed offers elite and custom blends of grass seed to homeowners turf professionals and many more uh this is home to the new resilience Two. Blue Resilience and Fielder's Choice blends, of which we all have in our yards. Uh, they ship to all 50 states. Check them out at TwinCitySeed.com and check out the banner on their website for any current specials and offers along with any codes for free shipping for your next seeding project. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of this thing, we need to carry on the tradition of talking about us as dads and parents and getting into some wins and losses, which I know we've got a whole ton of. So Andrew, enough of me talking. I'm sure you got some wins on your side. Yeah, uh, actually, just last week, uh, you guys may have known that the three of us met up down in Louisville, L Louisville, Kentucky, uh, Louisville for the Equip Expo, formerly known as GIE. And so that, those three nights spent down there that went way too fast. Uh, but I think it was like night one that I was down there. I get a text from my wife asking me how to use certain attachments on my brand new razor. I just bought a new razor that's like, I shave my head cause I don't have any hair really. So I like shave my own head, but it also does my face. And it's like, it's like an all in one kind of thing. And I've used it once. I know nothing about this thing. It's got a ton of attachments. And then my wife says, Hey, I want to cut our son's hair. Like I need help. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. You got to figure it out. Cause I don't know. I'm busy. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. So, she sends me a picture a little while later or a video. I can't remember what it was. And she's just like, she's like, what do you think? And I was like, Poof. yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's comical. Cause that is not good. It was like a bowl cut, but like worse. And I'm like, you gotta like fade in the short hair with the long hair. And she was like, how do I do that? I'm like, you need to get a comb. And I'm like, oh my gosh, um, you do not know. Well, Fast forward, I get home a few days later and his hair looks magnificent. Turns out the next day she brought him into an actual haircut place and got him <laughs> a legit haircut. Um, and he looks so grown up. I mean, he was, he just kind of had like the overgrown, you know, little boy's hair, um, which was adorable. But now he's kind of just got like the, you know, a nice professional haircut. 
and he's just like standing in the living room watching TV. Just like his kids don't always sit when they watch TV, right? They got to just stand and stare at the TV. And and I'll way too at, close to it, too. Way too close, right? Our TV's above the fireplace, and his neck is like straight <laughs> up in the air. And I'm just looking at him, and I'm like, he looks like he's like six over there. And it's it's all the haircut. Um, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I mean, he some of the stuff he says, it just makes me think, wow, where, where is the time gone? He's just, he says things that, that wows you, as all kids do growing up. And it's just, it was one of those moments. So I was like, wow, okay. Uh, he's growing up way too fast. But I guess I consider that a win in my book just because uh, I love watching my kids grow up and you know, change for the better and kind of yeah, take dude. on their own take on their own personalities and stuff like that. So it's been really neat. And I really don't have much for losses. My kids have been better than average, I guess you would say, as of recently. So I think you might have a loss that you'd like to share. So let's send it back to you. I can certainly step in with that loss. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's been a it's been a roller coaster, you know, with our youngest. And it's like you gotta win with your youngest and our our youngest is and he's gonna listen to this in like sixteen years and like well maybe hopefully we still exist in sixteen years and just like <laughs> what what was I thinking? Why did I do that? Uh bedtime is a new thing. Um okay. bedtime is a process. So back like just to give a highlight, um, or I guess a little overview, our youngest is like four and a half, just about to turn five next month and just moved up like into a new classroom like a couple months ago like this and that thing so they're learning all of these new things and uh there's a couple new kids you know that transition you know with all of the different changes in classrooms from other places and things like that's when all the shifting happens so like new people come in from other centers and all that stuff and uh someone uses uh, a naughty word and that naughty word happens to start with f and uh rhyme with suck uh, oh and that's going around like wildfire, um, to keep this PG rated without the explicit category. I think you can all reverse engineer what we're talking about. So, uh, I get a lot of, I hate you dad, uh, with that word yeah. thrown in there at bedtime. Bedtime is like dad goes in, puts that, you know, uh, our kid to bed and, uh, automatically whoever puts him to bed just wants the other person, whether it's mom it's just yep. the opposite. Yeah. And it's just a process. And I know I'm not the only one, but like, my oh, gosh, no. is it, is it like, you just feel like the worst parent of all time because like you get into the garage sometimes and the garage is open, neighbors are walking by and all of a sudden like a flare up happens and like, what did you just say? <laughs> like i promise we're good parents i swear yeah. to god uh but like your worst parenting moments happen like yeah. in the driveway and stuff like that you just feel like you're on a spotlight but but you know most people i think have either raised kids or they just fully understand uh and it's just common for them because they've been through it they understand it. they know you're not a bad parent or maybe they don't know but they just assume that this is a one and done but man, is it just like, God, you just start blushing. It's like, hey, I promise we're good parents. Uh, we, we try to do the right things. We're not all perfect, <laughs> right. but my gosh. Yeah. Uh, but man, kids will be kids. Kids will be kids. There's good and, and there's bad. Uh, the, the good heavily outweigh the bad uh, as always. So um, hopefully that's relatable. And, you know, people are in the car listening or winterizing their lawn and saying like, oh, my gosh, they're going through the same thing we are uh, and stuff like that. Parenthood. So parenthood man it's a fun time it's a fun time uh we got to winterize all of our our properties so let's let's dive into that what does that mean uh for us homeowners andrew well usually it means you're pretty sad because the season's coming to an end uh yeah 
you know, once you start this process that we're about to talk about, it's kind of like the depressing state of thinking winter is coming, as they say in Game of Thrones, right? And for guys like you and me up in Michigan and Minnesota, that's four to six months of just freezing your tail off and not being able to take care of a lawn, which is sometimes welcome to an extent, right? Because it's been a long season and we're ready for a break. But I think a one month break would be more than enough, uh, in my personal opinion. But yep. this time of year, uh, usually for me up in the Michigan, which is the northern part of the United States, a lot of people down south, obviously things happen you know, in, in phases, right? Depending on what zone you're in. Uh, but Chris and I were getting into the consistent 40s. You're probably even getting colder than that. I know you got some maybe snow on the forecast, but um, yeah. the leaves are falling or hopefully they are because for me personally, my leaves around me don't like to fall until the snow's on the ground. Uh, but the reason why I'm talking about leaves are it's it's good to get those off the ground, right? You don't want to have a, a lot of leaves under your snow uh all winter long it's gonna kind of suffocate out the out the turf in those areas um when it comes to cleaning up the leaves there's many methods to go about this whether it's raking using a a blower or sucking them up with your bagger um, if it's thick or we also highly encourage mulching those leaves back into the lawn uh, Mm -hmm. to get those nutrients so um for me personally this year it's been a enjoyable because I have the 42 inch zero turn for the first fall. And it is so easy to go over that lawn two or three times with ease without even like thinking about it. Right. It just adds a few minutes. So, um, that has been enjoyable for me. And, uh, along the lines of using that mower, we want to drop our height of cut down. Uh, Mm -hmm. I like to keep my lawn consistently around three, three and a half inches, uh, during the thick of the summer, uh, and I slowly drop that down uh, a couple notches going into winter. So my goal is to get it down to about two and a half inches. And the idea here is to reduce the amount of the, the grass blades laid down. Uh, something that we're going to touch on here in a little bit is snow mold. Uh, it's, it happens in the winter wah, wah. with the snow. Wah, wah. And yeah, we've all been hit by it. And uh, we'll kind of talk about how to take care of that and prevent that in a little bit. But uh, it just really helps the the grass blades uh as soon as the snow it comes off of them in the spring just kind of stand back up uh, probably hit it with a little light raking or something to get airflow back down in there but if you have long grass blades laying over that's just going to make things that much harder and kind of just really reduce the airflow that's getting down into those roots so do yourself a favor lower the decks down a little bit and it's also going to help with uh leaves blowing around your lawn it'll blow easier if you're using the leaf blower and stuff like that shorter is better uh for all that um now let's send it back to you for something that actually i just did literally today Uh, i swear last time we talked about this topic a year ago i did it on the same day too so let's just really yeah no joke so what what am i what am i talking about what am i talking about chris wow you're talking about blowing out your irrigation if i had to guess yeah Mm -hmm. um something that i have witnessed people forget about and that's a huge issue or just not do like one of the two like it's either they just like neglect it and they're dealt with the world world problems um or it's too late and like our neighbor across the street from like one of them across the street like he came home with this thing and his uh the thing to blow it oh my gosh air compressor holy smokes uh and you don't say 
weird need those <laughs> came home with that and it was like eight inches nine inches of snow on the ground it was comical um Dude, did not look it. fun i've done that once it's not fun so make sure to get those blown out um if you're listening to this and, and like you're an andrew and my neck of the woods like <laughs> you're late to the ball game for sure um but you're going to want to get that before like the super, super cold temperatures get there, right? You you, you certainly want to do that. Uh, remove all of the hoses. I forgot to do this a couple of years ago where you're ho- like, you got to remove the hoses. Uh, water will freeze in there. Snow will get up in there um, and melt and freeze and the whole, whole shebang. Uh, drain all of those and just disconnect everything and then keep that spigot open after it's turned off uh, at least a little bit to, to prevent you know any anything from from happening there uh and then if you do things like andrew you and i were going back and forth on this a couple years ago like you did hose (laughs) bibs i've never heard of it before uh like i guess on some of maybe like the the older built houses or something like that like hose bibs are a thing and right some some call it a scam i i have no idea um I've personally never done those. You have. You're talking about the but... you're talking about the covers over them, right? Yeah, the the cover yeah. things. I had never done them in my life, and I happened to be walking through a big box store and saw these foam things for like two dollars or three bucks, whatever it was. And I was like, I got I got two faucets, I got two hose bibs outside my house. Like whatever. It's I'm, I've been a homeowner for two years. I've never done it, but I don't want this year to be the regrettable year. So I'm just going to spend five dollars and cover these things. And Why I guarantee not? you it didn't do anything. I think if anything, it helps maybe prevent like snow. Like if you have snow build up like high up against the side of your house, maybe keeps it off those. Mm. Um, maybe it helps prevent them from freezing. But like most uh, most faucets outside of a house, they they are built in a way that they will not freeze. That's just how they're designed. Right. Uh, so it's it's not too much of a concern. But side note, you were talking about the hoses and stuff. Have you ever been like mid midwinter and you get like a thaw and you're like oh i'm finally gonna go take care of those hoses then try to wind those things up oh that's hard it's it's impossible they're so stiff it is not enjoyable i actually have a comical it's oh it's yeah and of course it's just like deal with that down the road like deal with that problem down the road kick the can (laughs) down the road it's like just a classic laziness story yeah so like last winter we had like a random thaw in december and Right, like if I'm in Minnesota, so like we had the super cold temperatures early and then we had like a warm front and then it got cold again. So during that warm front, everything melted our, our front, like our, we never really had that like freeze or frost layer, like established last year. It was just kind of like this wishy-washy start to the winter. Um, but our sump pump was going crazy, like just constantly running one day. And mm-hmm. I, I've never heard the sound in my house. It was like a very quiet hum, like like right. I, I, it's usually really, really loud. And I go downstairs and I finally just figure out that it, it's the sump pump. I'm like, this thing's constantly running. Like all the, it's constantly full. So I go up, I go outside, throw my boots on. There's two or three feet of snow out there. I'm trekking through there. And the thing is just constantly running. I can just hear something getting blocked. And I pull the hose, like some pump connector hose that I had forgotten to take that off for the winter and didn't realize it until right the second. And I rip it off and I'm standing right in front of it like a complete idiot. And <laughs> an ice block comes shooting out and misses my left testicle by, I shit you not, four centimeters. I was almost Lance Armstrong right there. 
<laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. And all of a sudden, it was like gallons of water just gushing out like a fire, oh, like wow. emptying out the fire hydrant. It was crazy. It's a good thing it, you dude, figured that out. Holy smoke. So uh, don't make that mistake either. Um, take your sump pump hose out if you got like those cheap black plastic ones that like line out to the street or a drain tile or something like that. Ugh. So I you guess just, just get, you just get fed up. Be mindful of anything with water that can freeze. Uh, or move to Florida. Yeah. Or if you go to Florida, make sure you take care of your stuff before you fly south, huh? Yeah, that too. That Jeez. too. But you mentioned snow mold earlier. Yeah. Um, there's there's some things we should be mindful of. It's not as bad, I think, as people make it out to be. But there are some things that we should consider. Yeah. Uh, you know, snow mold is, if you don't know what that is, it's basically like a lawn disease fungus that you get in the middle of winter because of snow covering. Usually it um, presents itself when you get a decent amount of snow covering and the ground underneath it has not had a chance to completely freeze. Um, and I learned a lot about that mostly because I get snow mold almost every year, only in my front lawn. And I had the hardest time figuring out why. And I think I figured out why it's because I have a septic system in oh, my entire yeah, and all my warm poo is heating my entire front yard because it's like my whole front yard is like a drain field. So all the water that like comes out of the septic tank goes down towards the road. And I just year after year, I would only have snow mold in my front lawn. I couldn't figure it out. I think that's why I think the ground just never freezes because of my warm yeah. poo. My poo water keeps the lawn too warm. So that is one of the reasons why uh, snow mold can form it's because of poo i guess you could say but <laughs> it's, <Warmer> uh, ground. <laughs> in order to you know prevent getting snow mold other than not having a septic tank uh good cultural practices uh like proper mowing like we touched on uh keeping the grass blades from really laying down too far too far um if you have snow banks i think a lot of people are guilty of this where they they shovel or they snow blow and it all just goes into like the same 10 foot little strip right on the side of yep. their, right on the side of their driveway. Right. And sometimes you can't avoid it. It's, it's understandable. Um, but those areas with excess like snow banks and s snow piles that last longer into like the springtime when the ground underneath it finally maybe isn't frozen. Uh, that is prime spots to get snow mold. So it's same thing goes with your sidewalks. If you have those plowed by like the city. Um, so you know, no, not everybody likes to be that guy that's out in their front lawn on a sunny day where everything's melting and you're trying to help the process go faster by dispersing your snowbanks uh, with a shovel. Um, I'm that guy just because I'm itching to do something out in the lawn mostly at that point. And I don't really, my neighbors already know I'm crazy, as most of you probably realize from my social media channels. Uh, and you've met me in person multiple times. So, um, so along with that, um, you want to just not overdo your nitrogen going into the fall as well. That's another thing that can help you out. Um, and now talk about preventative stuff. Um, something that I'm going to actually be doing this year with hopefully having success since I have constant issues in my front yard is I'm going to be using fungicide. And there's a couple of different active ingredients that you can go about using uh, for successful control um, of snow mold. And they are propaconazole and exoxystrobin. And I'm going to be using propaconazole just mostly because I have that on hand. And the idea here is to basically go out and apply 
which I'll be spraying with the backpack. It'll be mighty cold mixing that batch of fungicide. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to be doing it around Thanksgiving. You want to do it before you have snow covering on the ground. That's going to like be there to stay. And ideally before like the ground is frozen too. So um, we tell you guys, you know, like once the grass stops growing, don't, you, you're done mowing, don't apply fertilizer. But this is the one case where you, it's actually safe to apply something. And that's the fungicides. Um, so I'm going to be trying my hand at that this year. Um, so we shall see what happens. Um, but well, you'll, lot- you'll, pro- you'll have some good success with that. I think, I mean, depending on the, the severity of your winter and, and what right. you get thrown at you. And I was going right. to, I was going to actually bring this up, uh, while, while you're talking was we have an entire episode that like, oh. uh, we have Aaron from new farm in and he like, yeah. is an encyclop a human encyclopedia. Yeah. On I learned stuff. so much from that episode just myself. It was awesome. It's crazy. So go back and listen to that for, you know, some preventative tips on, on, this topic specifically it's at the very end of the episode right. um and mm-hmm. then he's got obviously all the other fungus yeah that's right i talked diseases. about the poo water with him i forgot oh yeah yeah poo waters <laughs> we've mentioned the poo water before it's coming back it's a mm-hmm. popular topic but um yeah keep keep going if you had anything uh no the only thing i was going to mention was um there's been some studies you know out there that has actually talked about excessive amounts of potassium uh, being applied in the fall that mm-hmm. actually contributes to snow mold. Uh, so a lot of winterizer fertilizers that you guys are going to be using um, are kind of higher in potassium. And those are probably fine. But like you might also hear that, you know, potassium's good going into winter and coming out in the spring. It's good, you know, to protect. It's good protection for your grass. Well, everything's good in moderation, right? Um, just mm-hmm. like in healthcare and eating, everything's good in moderation, but you can overdo it. And so there's actually some studies out there that have proven that, that too much K or too much potassium, which is that third number on that fertilizer bag, um, that you can actually overdo it. So if you have a deficiency, like from a soil test in potassium, um, apply those over the course of the entire year. Don't like, don't look at your calendar and go, Ooh, I'm due for eight pounds of potassium. I'm already <laughs> like, no, it it's, you're going to be fine. Just continue that regimen next year and just use a normal amount of potassium, um, for fall. So just wanted to yeah. throw that little tidbit in there. And that's, that, that's an interesting one too, because I, there, there's been more and more talk about that. Uh, I feel like. Uh, coming into our space and it's and it it appears to be more and more relevant right. uh, like like you said every lawn's different every soil is different and every lawn needs different things but um it's the worst snow mold that i had i <laughs> experimented it. with it and it was dumped on like it's just like not saying that that's going to be the end all be all but like it's it is interesting to to kind of see those uh those things coincide with each other for sure Right. So you firsthand got to witness that. So last year's was bad. Like, I, I think it was just every, it was like all of the stars aligning. Um, right. Last year's and, snow mold was something else. And just so everybody knows, snow mold is one of those things where like your grass will most likely bounce back. hundred um, percent. It will. It, it's, there are some times where it will actually kill spots. That's usually like, uh, I think that's the pink snow mold. So there are two different kinds, but gray is very common for most of us. So if you see like those like white little patchy areas of like 
matted grass coming out of winter that's probably snow mold to some extent so that just goes back to like once the grass is dried out a little bit hitting it with a rake yeah springtime getting some airflow down in there and it should clear up for the most part and once you start hitting it with some nutrients and getting it growing it'll probably be happy so you i was really impressed with how your backyard bounced back i've seen saw the pictures and videos that you were sending and i was like man he might need to do some seeding uh yeah I, and if you want to go into what Andrew's talking about, my, like like I said, this year was, or this past winter in 2022, 2023 was the worst my yard has ever been with snowball. And that was across the board. Golf courses got hit hard if they didn't up like their roughs. The, right. the longer turfs got hit hard. Um, and just all over the place, uh, we didn't have a frost layer. And I think I'm pretty sure that is what accounted for a lot of that. Um, but each week I was like, I'm going to try something. I'm going to see week by week, see how this thing bounces back. Um, and I put like the original picture up on the top and then the original picture, like where it's at now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the bottom and it bounced back really, really well. Right. Uh, it's, you Patience know, you gotta rake it. Gotta, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Rule number one is don't panic. And rule number two is refer to rule number one in the spring. I think we all panic <laughs> to some extent. Let's be honest. Exactly. But that's okay. But, so it gets cold out uh, it, when when winter strikes and, you know, there's a lot of equipment in, you know, our our lawns that we've been using all summer long. Uh, what what are some of the things that we should be doing with those? Yeah, we kind of touched on what to do with the houses and the, the irrigation, right? But um, we use a lot of equipment that needs to be tucked away for winter as well. Uh, the nice thing about using battery powered stuff is there really isn't much to do with those. Um, we'll touch on the batteries here in a moment, but let's stick with uh, the gas powered stuff, like 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 your lawnmowers, for example. Um, there's you can't just throw those in your shed and say see in four months to those things. They're they're not going to start up very well for you. So um, some things to consider doing is changing your oil, which you should be doing probably at least once a season. Some people like to do that at the beginning of the next season or the end of the current season. I personally like to do it at the end of the current season just because like you come out of winter, you don't want to go out there and change your oil first thing. You want to get out there on the mower, get to work. So I like to have my mower ready to go. Uh, so as soon as I need to get out there, I can certainly do that. So changing your oil um, and then you never want to put your lawnmower away without either a running the gas out of it or putting a fuel stabilizer into it. Like stable, for example, is a very popular brand. Um, and you just follow the directions on there. It tells you how much to put in per gallon of fuel. I like to fill my gas tank pretty much all the way up. And if you look at the specs of your lawnmower, which you can probably find online, if you don't know the size of your gas tank, you can look up all that information, figure out how much stable to apply. Um, and then you usually want to fire up that mower for a couple of minutes and get the, the gas with the stable in it, like into the actual engine itself and all the parts uh, so that it doesn't have the the gas without it into all those little areas. Um, if you have like a ride-on lawnmower or a zero turn, uh, you can check the PSI of your tires. You don't want to be uh, coming out of uh, winter into spring and having a, having a tire look like uh, the football of Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> the flag you gate. Always check your PSI before you get on your lawnmowers for the season. But if you if you put them put them away, inflated properly, they'll probably be fine when you are ready to use it in the spring. Um, Have you ever had a flat tire in a mower? No, not yet. Knock on wood. I, I I had my first flat tire. Well, I shouldn't say first. I've heard my first flat tire on the current mower that I have. 
Oh, hasn't I'm happened sorry. in a long time. And I was like, that looks pretty uneven. What's going on? I checked down and it's a flat tire. It's like, damn, what did I run over? Huh? <laughs> but what kind of property hey. is you mowing? Oh, See, seriously, there's some sketchy ones, but <laughs> man. Uh, man, something else that uh, you consider doing uh, besides making sure you're not running on the freaking rims of your tires is uh, scrape the deck of your mower, which is something you should be doing regularly throughout the season. But you definitely don't want to put that thing away for the winter with a ton of buildup on it with like wet grass and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's just you're asking for rust and damage and mm-hmm. it's going to be that much harder to remove in spring when you finally like consider doing it. Uh, wipe down your mower, clean it, uh, you know, take care of your equipment. Your equipment will take care of you, right? Uh, You spend a lot of time and money on these kind of things. So if you can give them a little love, they'll show that love back. And something that I like to do is I like to remove my mower blades before I put it away for the season. Um, And I just kind of set those blades usually on my workbench or something, because in the middle of winter, it's like a warm day and it's comfortable out in the garage. It's, I don't know. I, I like to go out there and, and sharpen the mower blades because you, you get the itch. Yeah, you get the itch. It just kind of feels like, hey, I'm doing something productive. Like it's just, I'm, I'm back into it, but you're not. It just kind of, a, it makes you the feel kids better are about going things. Absolutely batshit crazy. Right. And, you and you're just like, scared. honey, like they can't wait any longer. I need to, I need to sharpen the blades. She's just like, what? I'm like, I, it's going to take at least an hour and a couple of drinks. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope you understand. So, Seven I mean, and a half you can in a project, you're out there for two hours. <laughs> right. It takes time. I mean, you can certainly just remove your blades and sharpen them now, you know, and put them away or wait and take them off and sharpen before the season. Uh, but I don't know, that's just kind of my, been my process. And I think it's like, it's kind of comforting for me knowing, you know, hey, I'm going to be okay. We're going to get through this winter better things around the horizon so there's always light at the end of the tunnel right yeah that's what they say right sometimes it's hard to believe trust the process i I Uh, feel like so this is like going into like the coolest part of the year right at least like this is like our family's like best part of the year i think because it's like you mm -hmm. just had a really good lawn season that's beside the point as a family man schools back in session football school football halloween so halloween thanksgiving And whatever you celebrate in the month of December and January. So for us, that's Christmas. I want to include everybody. But like for us, that's Christmas. And like Christmas for us starts, like if I had the choice, our Christmas tree would be up before Halloween. I'm a Christmas guy. Christmas music would be blaring. Uh, Vince would say otherwise. But like, I feel like, but after Christmas and New Year's, it's like, seasonal depression for 95 days for us yeah no i get that like there's a lot to look forward to in the next couple of months leading up to christmas and new year's and once that's done it's kind of like okay well now what is there right so the Nothing. light is there you just gotta have to wait a long time right for me <laughs> yeah, it's funny you mentioned christmas music my we were we were cleaning the house today and my daughter was like mom can we listen to christmas music and my wife goes nope not, at least not till after thanksgiving or until after halloween not, and I was just like, oh man, I'm hell feel, yes, I'm, you can. I'm like, kind of, I'm like, I'm kind of feeling it actually. I was get some Mariah Carey Christmas going. I'm cool with that. But, um, you yeah, were jamming. Didn't no, we we didn't. But yeah, it will be soon enough. But let's get back to the the equipment stuff real quick. I want to touch on batteries. Uh, like battery powered equipment's awesome because there really isn't a whole lot to do with winterizing them and getting them ready. Yeah. Um, basically, 
take the batteries out of your equipment or off the shelves, wherever you're storing them outside in your garage or shed and bring them inside for winter. Um, I bring mine downstairs to a little storage area in the basement where nobody knows they are even there. And it's just, um, it's good to store batteries at more of a room temperature than compared to really, really cold because it's just going to help um, the longevity, the the battery life of those batteries. And if you guys are running battery equipment, you probably know that when you pay for battery equipment, you are paying a lot for those batteries. So mm-hmm. if you can get an extra year out of them, you will be very, very happy. Um, I did a little bit of research on this last year and I, in some of the batteries uh, companies, uh, recommend like doing a full charge before storing them some of them say it doesn't matter some of them say to charge to like 50 percent before storing them um every battery powered piece of equipment should come with a pamphlet just about the batteries um or it will be in the user manual somewhere you can probably find it on the manufacturer's website um, if you really want to dig into it and find out what the proper care is for your specific battery um, do some digging on the website and find out what that may be so yeah that's that's all i got on that yeah no that's good i think from uh it's all good stuff earlier in the episode you mentioned uh spraying around a certain time there's like a window um another sneaky thing uh that we've talked about in like previous episodes is actually taking advantage of a small window uh, Mm -hmm. before winter strikes to actually seed your lawn uh for those of you who have like wanted to do an overseeding project, wanted to seed your lawn, fill in bare spots or anything like that. This is a really good time to actually do that. Uh, it's called dormant seeding. And the you have to kind of have a, li- a little bit of all of the stars aligning and kind of have to, you know, clean up your leaves. The, all the prep work kind of has to be done and all of that stuff in terms of like dethatching and aeration and kind of making sure that the seed can meet that soil. But dormant seeding is the third like best uh area to kind of go do it um and you you beat there's a lot of advantages there's some disadvantages which we'll get to there's a lot of advantages with dormant seeding because it's sneaky uh the the idea and the concept is is you lay your seed down very similar to an overseeding project uh in the in the small window where soil temperatures are below the germination period which is anywhere below 50 to 55 degrees fahrenheit and not frozen. So the soil is not frozen, but not yet warm enough to uh, germinate. So you, you've got a little bit of a window that sweet spots, like 40 degree soil temperatures. Uh, and if it's right before a big snowfall, even better, mm. like that's, that's where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be all of the stars aligning. And the concept of this and the theory uh, is your seed will get into the soil and it will lie dormant over the winter months. Uh, and it will use the snowpack snow melt uh, upon spring, uh, all the spring melting of that to stay moist and beat out prime real estate versus things like weeds and all of the other things that will take over your normal bare spots that are just eyesores and all of the other deals and take advantage of growing days at the early earliest temperature rising that it possibly can in the springtime usually before you could even get out into the lawn because it's so soggy. So all the prep work is done in the fall. You can't even get out to the lawn yet to go do the prep work and dethatch, aerate, go do all of the thing, prep the seed, 
bed layer. It's already taken care of in the fall. The germination percentage, I talked about there's some cons to it. The germination percentage of dormant seeding is probably going to be a lot lower. So if it's like an 85, 95% or 90% on the bag, yeah, it's going to be lower than that, right? You get, there's a risk for sure. There's also the unpredictability of winter um, and all of the things surrounding it that you just can't predict with weather, the uncontrollables that mother nature is um, and, and so on and so forth. But it is a sneaky uh, time to fill in bare spots. I wouldn't recommend going and doing it, you know, if you have bare soil or anything like that, but uh, find the best grass seed that's going to be best for you, your local environment. Um, we've got our guide that's going to be out there to uh, kind of help support with that. Uh, if you need some advice, call the folks at Twin City Seed. Our, our friends over there, they'll be happy to help you out and direct you in the right direction in terms of what seed is going to be best for you and your local environment. But uh, find that seed, uh, act quick. It's a, if, if you happen to miss out or you just found out about overseeding a little bit late or whatever it would be, it's a good time to to kind of get that done. Um, and, and kind of go from there. Uh, obviously the same principles would apply for like a spring overseed. Uh, you can't use like pre-emergence or anything of that nature cause it would be germination in the spring, but, um, reach out if you've got any questions on any of that stuff and we kind of point you in the right direction, but, um, yep. sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. You know, I've never tried that before, but you know, it's really tempting if you just have a little bit of grass seed sitting around the garage. And you have a couple small bare spots that you're like, I'll touch them up in the spring. Just, I don't know. I might try my hand at a dormant seating. Maybe you guys want to do that too. I mean, you don't know if, if you can have success until you try it, right? And that's part of DIY lawn care in general is just experimenting and learning from your failures and uh, and moving on. So, No doubt. The And there's different things that you can do for better success rates, uh, like germination blankets, different applications, all of those different things. The the guys over at University of Minnesota Turf Program just did a, a, a pretty good extensive research study on this, and it's it's worth checking out. Um, go to go to umn.edu, their turf grass program, and and check out their work that they've done um, to kind of give you chances at best success there. But um, we're we're preaching a lot of that same same stuff that they've you know they they found out as well. So. Um, the, yeah, winterization. Who knew that there could be so much to talk about? crazy did not think it would be this long of an epi but here we are here we are so hopefully you guys are nice and toasty with your hot apple cider and cocoa and baileys and whatever in there pumpkin spice Uh, pumpkin spice tucking it in and your flannels uh but on behalf of all of the uh cast here right well i guess just andrew and myself and then vince off with his family uh we appreciate you guys tuning in to another great episode uh good luck with your winterization good luck with closing down the lawn season we are not stopping we will continue throughout the entire off season so you can look forward to next year um and we're going to have some cool guests and uh some some cool things planned uh during the off season here so uh be sure to check out what we have coming up next have a great day and we will catch you on the next one bye-bye see you guys